I think we're talking about brave this morning. Who um, remembers what we preached on last week? Huh? That's two weeks ago. Consistency. Thank you. Consistency last week, confidence the week before. And this week is going to be brave. Next week is going to be boundaries. And the week after that is the last scene. And we're going somewhere with all this. If you pay attention, and I know a lot of you do, you'll see God working all the way through it. If I'm not brave, my consistency and my confidence, it doesn't matter. And when I talk about brave, there's all kinds of bravery, but I'm talking about being brave in Christ. Being brave as the church. And to be bold with that bravery. Uh, the next, especially the next two weeks, I'm gonna, it's going to be, some sermons are very provocative. It's going to be very challenging for you to listen to and hear. But it's something we need to hear. We'll be talking about abortion. We'll be talking about guns, swords. We'll be talking about where we're going as a church, not just the crossing with the church in general, and that America is the last stand for the church. So the next few weeks, I just invite everybody to come. He can. I've got a lot of NPC chairs today. A lot of people are out, but to invite, invite them. We'll bring more chairs in. Get this place filled up because it's important that we understand these things of where we're going. And if we're not brave. With the Word of God, then this world will close in on us and continue to strip away the things that God wants us to have. And I'm not going to go any farther than that with the boundaries thing until next week. Just lost my thing here. Okay. I'm not coming up here, John. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you this morning. We thank you, Father. Messages and what you're doing in this church. We thank you for the music, the worship team, Father. What a what glory you show to that team, and we thank you for Brooke and every one of them up here, Father. And thank you for the time they give. Lord, would you bless this day? Lord, would you take us where you want us to go? In Jesus' name, Amen. Brave faith moves God to do what cannot be accomplished by man. In other words. I can have faith, but if my faith is not backed up by the truth of God and being brave to go forward with that faith, then what good is my faith? We hear people say, I have faith. And I have faith, but the minute the faith is tested, it falls apart. You can have faith in a squirrel, but when the squirrel gets ran over, it's gone, right? Your faith has to be grounded into something. And you really have to believe what you believe. It was moving God a couple years ago. Do you believe? And that's, a, that's a good question for us today. Do you really believe in some of the scriptures? Going to, it's going to be very. You're going to have to really look at these. Look at yourself. Do you really believe? Because I'm telling you, we're heading to a time that you better believe, and you better be willing to stand along that belief. And the, you're, 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 you're either become a coward, or you're going to be brave with it. So faith moves God to do what cannot be accomplished by men. This church can't be accomplished by by one or two men. It it takes God to accomplish these things. It takes God to to turn a country and such despair as this country. It takes God to do these things. In verse 23 of Mark 9, it says, Jesus said to him, If you can believe. Look, this is Jesus speaking letters. If you can believe. He's talking to a man that's bringing... It's a child to him that's, that's been deaf. And he's got an a, a evil spirit within him. And I'll tell you what, those evil spirits are within a lot of people. And just because you don't see them, don't mean they're not there. But see, I, I just happen to see it. There are a lot of people, especially politicians. This, these demons, that you, you, the world wants to act like there's demons or not demons. Or where'd they go? They go, on a, they go on coffee break or something? They're there. They're real. And they're controlling this world. God controls but He's allowing those things to take place. Because the church needs to be brave. Now I'm going to do some screaming in the next couple of weeks. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. You can bring plugs or whatever. 
But Jesus said to him, if you can believe. Now a lot of times when Jesus healed people, He didn't rely on their faith to heal them. But this particular time He did. And He's done it for a reason. He says, Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to Him who believes. Now if, if I want to be brave with God, and understand that He's brave in the Scriptures, then I've got to believe the Scriptures from the very essence of my life. I also know that that means I'm going to be challenged to believe that. Amen? And that means these things in my life are going to challenge my beliefs. And I must go through them. We'll give an example of that today with Peter. But we must go through them to believe. Because if you don't believe, you will not be brave in your faith. You will fall apart. And you'll let the status quo and, and the world swallow you up. And you'll just agree to agree. You don't want to get in disagreements. Jesus said, if you can believe all things. How many things? How many things did Jesus say? All things. He's not just talking about this one thing. He said all things. Everything that you can believe about Christ, if you can believe it. That all things are possible to Him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. He, he believes. He, he brought the child to Jesus. And he believes it. But yet his unbelief is still there. And I'm afraid that's a lot of people in the church. We've got some kind of belief. But that unbelief still pounds upon us. And we don't allow God to change us. Am I making sense? So I, I deal with unbelief. But I do my best to believe. And if I continue to not believe and unbelief, unbelief thing, I will fail with my bravery and my faith. Does that make sense to you guys? Give me some. Yes. Move on, John. Can you move me on? This thing here keeps dying out on me. What you determine to be true about Jesus will determine how willing you are to be brave for Jesus. In other words, what I really believe about the Word of God, the Scriptures, what I really believe about is going to determine how I react to the things around me. Whether I just shut up and fold back and do like the status quo and just say, <laughs> or whether I can stand firm and say, listen, that's not my God. That's not what He that's not what His Scriptures says. That's not, that's not what He preaches. You've got this thing all mixed up. And let me tell you, churches have got it all mixed up. We got too many feel-good churches out there. Too many pastors calling themselves pastors, and they're not pastors. The pastors from hell. There's a truth, and we must live by the truth. And if we believe in that truth, then our faith and our bravery will expand from that. These feel-good churches, the minute one thing happens, they go running off. Because their belief is in something that's not real. Something made up by man. So what you determine to be true about Jesus will determine how willing you are to be praying for Jesus. Does that make sense? Come on, people, give me something. Does that make sense? Yes. Amen. Okay, then verse 32 of Matthew 10. Therefore, these are parochial verses. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. You could spend a year on this verse. This is, this is a, a powerful verse that Jesus is giving out. And it's right after the things are going on. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men. In other words, whoever... whoever uh, somebody give me a word. Give me a word. Give me a couple more words. Declare. I like declare. Huh? Proclaim. Proclaim. Hell. Hell. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, him I will also confess before my Father, who is in heaven. Well... What does that mean? How do, we, how do we confess this? How do we proclaim this? How do we tell this? Is it just in our, is it just in our words? Or is it in the way we live? I know about that. I know about that. But do you, do you really practice that? Because if you practice and you believe, you'll be brave when the time comes that you need to do this. It comes. And many of us fail. When people need the most help, we turn and run. We keep quiet. Because you're not brave in the Word of God. Your faith is not brave. And you'll fall. Therefore, whoever confesses me before men, 
Him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. Next verse, please. Give me verse 33. I'll read verse 33. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Okay, I've rolled that around for a while. Because I'm thinking hard here. Whoever denies me before men, I, Jesus is going to deny me before the Father in heaven. Man, this day and age. And I look back at the, through the scripture and I'm thinking, Peter denied Jesus three times. Did he or didn't he not? And Peter, I can assure you, he's in heaven. Amen? Well, there's a, there's a difference here. I want to get this before we go any farther. Jesus told Peter he was going to deny him. A little waitress caused Peter to fall in the biggest fear and to be a coward. When he just was in front of Jesus saying, this is never going to happen. Jesus says, get behind me, he's Satan. And then it, it, he just turns like a, like a little child and, and just falls apart three times and denies him. But yet I need description that says, whoever denies me, there's a difference here. Jesus was going to go on to be sacrificed, hung on a cross, and the Holy Spirit was going to come. Amen? Amen. Peter never denied Jesus that that Holy Spirit came to him. He never denied Jesus again. Never. And Peter was going through a storm in his life. Sometimes we've got to go through these storms to get where God wants us to be. Amen? Now, he didn't go on denying him over and over and over again. It was one particular time he denied him, and he grew from that time, and he cried bitterly. Go read the scriptures about that. He cried bitterly when he when he figured out, when he found out, he said, Oh my god, I can't believe I denied my faith. He was in great shame over that. Great anguish over that. Bitter crying. But yet he became one of the most powerful preachers that ever walked the face of the earth. Just fifty some days later, when Pentecost came, the Holy Spirit came down. He became a powerful man of God. You know what the Holy Spirit can do in your life? Make you powerful. Amen. It can make you brave. Now we may go through struggles, we may go through turmoil, but the Holy Spirit will come upon you, stay with you, and make you brave and make you something you can never be without Him. Peter would go on later to die and be crucified upside down, his wife first. All he had to do was deny Christ's sin. All he had to do was deny Him then. And he did deny and it took his life. Amen? Now that's bravery. Amen? And that's the bravery only the Holy Spirit can give you. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. Now how else can we deny? By preaching the Scriptures wrongly. By tickling people's ears with a false hope and a false truth. That's denial of the truth. That's denial of who Jesus Christ is. Now how else can we do that? By not being brave. By falling for the status quo and, and keeping quiet when the Holy Spirit is turning your heart and saying, Say something! But yet you fall back like a little kid. And you don't say anything. I don't want to cause any trouble here at work. Well, who's your faith in? Work or Jesus? Well, I might get fired. Well, who's your faith in? My goodness. The world's going to hell in a handbasket and us church act like we don't care. We've got to get serious with this. We've got to get serious with our faith. We've got to get serious with being brave for Christ. We've got to get serious. I tell you, somebody who is real serious is Satan. Amen? Amen. He is dead serious. He is dead serious. He is dead serious destroying this whole world. He is dead serious destroying this whole church. I can't believe that the church can't get dead serious. We can't even come to church two weeks in a row. What in the world is wrong with the church? I'm sorry for yelling. I'm just kind of fed up. I look around this world, this country, I'm just pretty fed up. We are not brave as a church. We don't stand for anything. And I'll prove it to you next week. But whoever denies me before men, now who is denying him? Every time we don't stand up, 
for the Word of Truth. When we hear it preached or we hear it in the anything, and if it's not the Word of Truth, if it's not, and we don't stand for it, what are we doing? We're doing just what the Scripture says. But who have denied me before men? Him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. So it's serious business. You agree or not? It's serious business. We are the church. We are to lead people to Christ. That's the main function of the church. Is to lead people to Jesus Christ. Am I wrong or am I right? It's called the good news. It's called the gospel. It's called the good news for a reason. Because it's the good news. And that thing out there in the world and singing all his us. That's the bad news. But who have denied me before me, and him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. How many of you are going to deny this, deny Christ this week? How many of you are going to keep quiet? See, I'm not going to belittle you for that. What I'm trying to help you with is, you've got to allow Christ to grow your faith. You've got to let Him grow you till you're brave. Brave enough to stand. We've got missionaries that are dying throughout the world. We've got people all through the Muslim countries that are dying because of the faith of Christ, the faith they have in Christ. They're brave. Amen? I don't know what they think of us over here, but it can't be much. And yet we're supposed to be leading the world. In China, they're burning down crosses in churches and they're hiding out in the, in the, in the rice paddies trying to preach the Word of God. They're not worried about anything but the Word of God, the truth of God, the love of God, and they're going to live it out. No matter what it costs them. In the Bible it says it's going to be harder for the rich man to enter heaven than the poor man, isn't it? Well, guess who's rich in this world? This country. This country's rich in this world. We've got to get it together, folks. Go ahead and take me, please. Radical faith. Be brave. It's radical. Now, there's, there's, there's a lot of good veterans here, soldiers and stuff, and I, I know that bravery that you have. I've never been tested that way. I tried, but they wouldn't take me. It's radical faith. It's, it's, when you go out there and a soldier is trained and trained and trained. I've heard Mike talk about where some soldiers were just the biggest mouth. They, they were so brave and so arrogant. And the minute the gun started firing, they started like little kids crying. They were not what they said they were. As Christians, the bullets have been firing at us for years. But we just act like it's not going to touch us. But yet it has. Have you not noticed that we have lost generations of children to Satan? Have you not noticed the colleges? Have you not noticed these things? Have you not noticed Washington, D.C. is a corrupt city? Have you not noticed these things? Then your head's in the sand and you're just going with the status quo. Talk more about that next week. Radical faith in Jesus will bring you to the point of being brave enough to give all for Him. Now I'm not ready to jump on a plane and head to Iran, I'll tell you that. Actually, that would be crazy. They're not, they're not work, God's not working over there. But where God is working, I want to be there. He said, what do you mean God's not working? I thought God was working everywhere. Not so much over there. But I'll tell you where he is working, right here in America. Amen? i tell you something. He's working in China. He's working in Ethiopia. He's working all through the South America. He's working all over the place. But there's areas that God may not be working so much. Now I give those, those preachers and those missionaries all the credit in the world because they're trying their best. I was told and learned a long time ago, if God's not working, don't go. I think God's working in this neighborhood all around us. He's asking us to go and to be missionaries for Him. To be brave no matter what the cost. Radical faith in Jesus will bring you to the point of being brave enough to give all for Him. Verse 34 of Matthew 10, it says, Do not think that I came to bring peace. Now this is going to blow some of you guys' minds. Now, now do not think that I came, this is Jesus again, do not keep think that I came to bring you peace on earth. Well, stop there. I thought Jesus came to bring peace. But He said He did well, I thought it was all about love and peace. He got bought into something not all true. Because it says, he says, 
I didn't come to bring them peace. Now I can have peace in Christ. I've got peace in Christ because I've overcome so many obstacles that Satan put in my way and the things that God wanted me to go through. But I had to go through that and get my faith strong and brave where I can have peace in Christ. But you've got to work for that peace. Amen. It isn't a sad peace. You've got to work for it. Now, but it says here, do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. That sword is the Word of God. A two-edged sword. His truth. That's what He comes to bring. And this Word of God is being thrown out of everything. I tell you that continually. They're going to be taken out of the motels now. Because it's a sword of truth. It's conviction. And evil doesn't want to know it. They don't want to be told about it. They don't want to feel it. They don't want no part of it. They don't want no part of morals. They don't want no part of shame. They don't want nothing to do with it. So Satan lifts up preachers that tickle the ears and tells people what they want to hear. Yeah! Preach it, brother. He's a fool. And those that follow him are fools. He said, well, don't talk like that. Be loving. The Bible tells me they're fools. Now face it. Do not think that I came to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father. Oh my goodness, that can't be. Let's just scratch that out. Tear that part out, throw it away. That can't be. That's not the Jesus I want. You have to be brave to get to this point. For I've come to set a man against his father. That means my sons or me against my son one or the other. Because I believe the truth. I have believed it with all my heart. And even though I love my family, if they won't come to the realization of who this is, then they're going to be my enemy. How can they be my enemy? Because either you're with God or you're not with God. No, I love them. And I want them to know the truth. Still yet... They will soon be my enemy because they don't want to hear it. Remember one of my sisters years ago told me, just flat out told me, you do God your way, I'll do my way. I didn't know you could do that. I just thought there was really one way. That was through the truth. And I pretty much gave up on her after that. I didn't give up. I prayed for her. Kept her on, but she's now in church. She's now believing it. God's way. Amen? Amen? But I couldn't do any more with her. I was done. Time out. Done. My heart was over. God had to do it through other things, through other people. She became my enemy that day. Although I loved her very much. I knew I was done. But I have other family members just like that. I can't talk to them anymore. God's going to reach them. It's going to be through somebody else. And you keep praying that that happens, and it can't happen. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother. See, this is things that... God has come to do this. He's come to do it in our lives. And if I'm not brave, if I'm not grounded in the Word of God, then I won't fall and I, I won't allow these things to happen. I'll just act like this isn't really true. But yet it is true. Jesus said it. A daughter against her daughter and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And I know father-in-laws and daughter and mother-in-laws don't go together. Well, I've had that problem in my past. God rest your soul. Amen. Amen. Shut up there. Shut up. Time out. Don't go there. There's some true heroes out there in the Word of God. You know that? You look back in the Word of God. I listened to a few this morning. We start out with Abel. His brother killed him. Cain killed him. Because Cain knew that Abel loved God, he killed him. Then we go to Enoch that walked for 300 years with God and was taken away. He loved God. What a hero of God. Nobody else on the face of the earth was walking with God, but Enoch was. And right on down the list, i got so many names, I'll just name a few. Noah. Noah, my goodness. All his enemies, with his neighbors and everything made fun of him. And for over 100 years, building that ark, what a hero he was. He was brave. Man, what happened to the Noahs? Well, he was brave. 
He gives everything that God told him to do in spite of anybody else. Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph. Brave men. Ruth and Rahab. Brave women. Moses. Brave man. You go right on down the line. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, David, Jeremiah, Isaiah. All brave men. You go to the New Testament. You look at Peter and John and Paul. Brave men. Stood for the Word of God. Stood for the truth. Today our brave men are comic heroes. Superman. Get him, Superman. Spider-Man. Get him. Wolverine. Yeah. We'll let the comic books be brave. Yeah. My life are telling the truth. That a man's enemies will be those of his own household. Jesus is warning us. He's saying your faith better be grounded in me and it better be brave faith. Amen? Because the day is coming. The day is coming. All this will be tested. And if you fail that test, then did you deny me? Did you deny me? Do we go back to the verses where we denied Him? Did we deny Him when we failed that because you want to keep the status quo? We'll disagree to disagree or whatever you want to do there. We've become, we've become foolish with the Word of God. We need to stand in bravery with the Lord. Be strong in our faith. Be brave. He who loves father or mother more than me, capital M, that's Jesus, more than me is not worthy of me. Oh my goodness. Man, these are words... In red, this is Jesus Christ talking. These are provocative words, aren't they? I mean, He's smacking us. He's not sugarcoating it. He's not putting peanut butter icing on it. He's just telling you the way it is and the way it's going to be. Confidence will be tested. Our consistency will be tested. Our bravery will be tested. And our boundaries are going to be pushed. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Now, that, I've read that throughout my lifetime many, many, many times. And I, I just always kind of glanced over that. I didn't really want to get into it with a shovel and, and dig what that really means. It's hard to be distant from your mother and your father, isn't it? It would be difficult. It would be extremely hard. And I don't have to not see my mom and dad, but I have to understand where they are in this world. They're against God. Now one of the things Christians have a struggling time, I won't be much longer, one of the things Christians have a struggling time with, and the world doesn't, because the world doesn't think about anything except themselves, we have this hard time believing that there really is good and evil. We want to we make it separate. We want to think, well, we know there's good and evil, but there's that middle ground. Well, I read in the Bible that no one's good. No one's good. And I've heard Jesus say to the rich young ruler, who's good? No one is good. The only way you become good, the only way you become righteous is through Jesus Christ. He's the only reason I'm good. He's the only reason I do the things I do. You know how I know? Because I know me. I got God sense these days. I love God sense. I love it. I got common sense, but now because I know the Word of God, I've got God sense. Y'all need to get some God sense. Amen. Amen. It's just gossip. I know the Word of God. I, I study it. I look at it. And I become one with God. One with Christ. And I have this gossip. It automatically pops up when I hear words and people saying things. That's not right. That's not, that's not right. They, they really believe it's right, but it's not right. They've been fooled and blindfolded. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Those are powerful words. Are they or are they not? Amen. I mean, those are extremely powerful words. And if you're not brave in your faith, you'll fall. You'll just let that go. You don't want to do that. You don't want to go there. And then you're back to denying the truth of Christ. Go ahead, please. World cannot understand this kind of faith and radical bravery, so they call it hate. They call it hate. Not hate. It's extreme love. Christ preached it. He wrote it down for us to hear it. He died for it. We are to follow him in that way. Go ahead, John. And he who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. So, in other words, 
that he doesn't keep pounding worthy. If I don't pick up the cross, if I don't pick up that cross and follow him, then I'm not worthy of him. And that means I have to be brave in my faith. I have to learn, just like Peter, how to be brave in my faith. Just like everybody else, how to be brave in my faith. And once I'm brave in my faith, I cannot deny God. Once the Holy Spirit comes up on my life, starts growing me, I start growing up in Christ, I realize the impact of that, I cannot deny Christ. No matter if they take my head off, I cannot deny Christ. Amen? Because I know the difference. I've been challenged. I've been through the storms. If I deny Christ, I never had Christ. And he who does not take this cross and follow me is not worthy of me. He who finds his life will lose it. Back to that narcissism we preached a few weeks ago. That's self-centeredness. If you love your life more than the Word of God, then you're right there in a battle, just like with your mother, your father, your aunt, your uncle, whoever, the friend, whoever it is. You're right there battling yourself. That's a tough place to be. It's like boom, 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 boom. He who does not take up his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Now, cross is not a pretty thing, although we wear them around our necks and our fingers and all that thing. We, we beautified it today. We've watered it down. But in that day, it wasn't a very beautiful thing. It was humiliating. It was death. The most horrible death you can imagine. And yet, my Lord says, pick it up. Follow me. Now, here's the deal. Most Christians will want to do this. They'll act like they're doing this, but they don't do it. They just don't do it. It's too hard. It's too difficult. They fade away. They never were Christians. They never were saved. They just fade away. Because it was too difficult. Plenty of people sitting in churches all over this world today. They're no more saved than a man in the moon. And every challenge they get, they just... Go haywire. They shut up. They, they, they crawl back into their hole and act like nothing's... It's okay. God will take care of it. Well, I, last I heard, God takes care of things to us. Amen? Amen? He uses us. He uses us. He uses His church. Now sometimes we, we sit back and allow God to do the things He's going to do and then we intervene, intervene or somebody else will. But God uses us, the church, and He's looking for a brave church. He who finds his life will lose it. And he who loses life for my sake will find it. That's called dying to self. Every single day. You get up. You pray. You open the Word of God. And you start out with a wonderful message from God. Just a few words. Just a few verses. Or whatever God leads you to. And you follow Him. As that day progresses, you hear words going off. All the distance. People talking. And then God will say, go over there. Go over there. That's the moment you have the opportunity to either go or not go. We've got to go. Okay? Yes. Go ahead, please. Challenge for the week. To bravely stand your ground. Amen? Amen? To bravely stand your ground for Jesus. For Jesus. To bravely stand your ground for Jesus. No matter the cost. I'm going to tell you something. You get fired at your job for preaching Jesus, probably shouldn't have been there in the first place. Think God doesn't know what you need? Did He, did he not promise us that He'll take care of us? Oh, preacher, don't talk like that. You don't know my job. Well, I know my God. Now, I'm not saying go crazy with it. What I'm saying is be brave with your faith. You'll be amazed. I tell you this all the time. You'll be amazed. You'll be overwhelmed with the people that want to hear the truth. But he'll never know if you don't start. Amen? But you'll just be blown away the people, waitresses, and, and everybody that wants to hear the truth. And you're going to hear some of them laugh at you. You know what? That's okay. I just pray for them and then walk on. I work construction, man. It's a nasty place. But they respect me. Because I give them the Word of God and I don't back down. Amen? I don't back down. I don't care what they say. I don't care how many cuss words they use. I'm just going to keep telling about Jesus. Whenever I get the opportunity, I'm just going to keep talking. I had had nobody say they're going to throw me off the job yet. I used to do the project. I'm going to close just a minute here. I used to do the projects for years. I worked this country over. This whole country I've worked over in the projects. 
project after project after project in their, in their living rooms, in their bedrooms, in their kitchens. I've passed out Bibles and tracts. I have stopped and prayed with people. I have done numerous things with those people. Not one time did the government-owned project, did the manager come in and tell me to shut up. Never did that happen. It was the opposite. I had people coming to me. I remember in Greensboro, North Carolina, I had a man walk up to me and say, would you help us with the truth? Would you talk to these people? To bravely stand your ground for Jesus no matter the cost. Amen? That's your challenge for the week. Let's stand, please. I laid out this rope here. I haven't done that in a long time. When we started the church, I think it's going to be almost six years ago. Six years in December, I think. Seven years in December. Seven weeks into it, I threw out the rope because the guys people joined the church didn't know anybody. Except for just a few people. Just five people joined that day. Rope represents the church. It's the, it's the vine going to the cross, which is Christ. And the small rope, which are all the same rope, represents the body of Christ. And we tied on to the body of Christ. I don't, a lot of people are here today, but we'll do this the rest of the month. I don't know if you're ready to join the church or not. That's between you and God. But I know God's ready to get you going. I know He wants you to be bold and brave in His Word. And all I can promise you is I'll preach the truth. How I understand the truth that God gives me through prayers and through study. I'll preach it that way. And when I waver, God will remove me. I promise you that. If I ever do. Ready to be a part of the church. You're ready to surrender your life to Christ. Would you do it today? Would you do it today? And all these things I told you, they're going to happen. Trust me, they're going to happen. But I want you to be aware of it. I don't want to tell you it's all cookies and cream. Because it isn't. That scripture I just gave you is not. But I'll tell you, you'll have an overwhelming peace that will come over here, come over you like you've never known. Because I've got past those rough edges as a Christian. I've got over the mountain. Got over the mountain. I've been in a lot of valleys, but man, I just love the mountaintops. I can look down and see everything. If you're ready to come to Christ today, then we're ready to explain that to you and show you. And if you want to join this church, Come and tie on that we'll have a class for you in the near future. Thank you for allowing me to preach to you for all these years. I'll be here as long as God tells me to be here. Not one minute longer, not one minute shorter. I love y'all, but I want the best for you. Amen? And the best is Jesus Christ. He's the best. He's the best thing in your life. How's your life been going lately? If you don't know Christ and things are why do you want to hate them? Why do you want to say that? Why do you go through? That's insane. Don't, don't say it. Don't say it. God will lift you up. He'll bring the power of the Holy Spirit upon you and He will save you. He'll teach you. He'll guide you. He'll convict you. And He'll change. Amen? God's looking for a few good people. That's just looking for Join today. This is our Heavenly Father, Lord, as you open your tables today, Father. We pray, Lord, that those you're talking to will come to you with a heart that wants to love you with great passion. And oh, Lord, we know your scripture can be hard. We know living that way can be hard. But it's only hard when we don't want to live that way. We surrender our lives. We follow you. We pick up your cross. And we follow you through every barrier. That you knocked down ahead of us. We grow in the world. Lord, would you save us today? Thank you for your love, your peace. Thank you for the joy of knowing who you are. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Table's are open. You're welcome to come. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling.
mighty light in this dark world so that we may know the way and the truth. I pray as we all leave today that we, we rest in God's peace and throughout the week. May God's will be done in our lives. And um, God's will is this, that we follow Jesus daily. So till we meet again, go in peace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Donna's coming up to the I know. I Yeah.